My name is Jennifer Fellin, your corporate gal pal with the insider secrets to help you bridge the gaps of where you are to where you want to be in your career. It wasn't that long ago I was where you are wanting to move my career forward. I'm a career enthusiast and a proud mama of three. Inside here, we share a conversation among friends. Leadership, career strategy, personal development, and lifestyles are all topics that we chime around about. So grab your cup of tea, coffee, or whatever special sparkle makes your day, because we're about to start the Career Vault Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Career Vault Podcast. I'm Jennifer Fellin, and once again, super pumped to have you stopping on by. So in this week's episode, I want to take time to really talk about what you can do to ace your interview. So we're going to talk about a few best practices outside of some of the stuff that I recommended for a resume on last week's episode, and we're going to talk about some of the top interview questions and maybe deep dive those. So the job market right now is really volatile. We've had a lot of layoffs. There's a lot of things going on. And again, estimated that 2.1 million people should be laid off during the year 2023. That's what the economics have forecasted. Whether that pans out, who knows. But what we can say is, hey, let's start to plan and start to look at what you can do to really prepare yourself if you do experience a layoff or if you're really just planning to expand your career and start to move yourself forward in the direction of growing yourself and your career. So landing a job can be very, very challenging and it is the interview process and you're often up against several different candidates, some who have more education, some who have more experience. So I wanted to take time to really discuss what you can do in your next interview to have a little bit more success. So some of the areas that I wanna start in is really just some back to basics advice on what you can do to really start to prepare for the interview. And the first area that we're gonna talk about is really researching the company before you go into the interview. Now, I cannot tell or um, express that how much when I interview people that people don't really take that time to research the company. So, and often it's like, hey, why do you wanna work here? And you wanna have an understanding of the company, the history, and it really takes about 10 minutes to understand what that looks like, where the company is, maybe where their company culture is at, and really start to identify what's the history, how long have they been around, what are their values, the mission, the vision, and kind of get a a roadmap of where they're trying to go in the next five years. Because what you wanna do with that is you wanna start to plan your answers around the company dynamic, so that way you appeal more to the company and they can see you inside that organization. So the second tip of a back to basics that I often recommend is really to start practicing and doing mock interviews. Whether you decide that you're going to interview internally or externally, you want to make sure that you're prepared with any type of questions that might come your way 
and you have a good set of examples and reasoning either why you're applying for the job or why you're applying for a new company. So kind of getting all of that mapped out, but also making sure that you have a skill set. Interviewing is a skill set. And that skill set is often um, really having a comfort level of selling yourself, having persuasion skills that not only you're the right person for the job, but you can handle whatever they throw your way. And you want to be able to do this without coming off being arrogant or basically sounding overconfident. All right. The next tip that I have is, is pretty, a pretty self-explanatory one, which is when you go to the interview, you want to arrive on time and you want to be dressed for the appropriate interview. Um, a lot of the times when I've interviewed, there are a ton of candidates that don't arrive on time. They're five minutes late. And for me, that usually is an instant disqualifier because I'm not particularly interested. If you can't get to the interview, are you going to be able to get to the role when the role is demanding and we kind of need you there? Uh, it really shows a lot that when you're not on time to the interview. So the second part of it is making sure that you are appropriately dressed for the interview. So this is a unique topic that I like to talk about because there are many different ways that you should dress. Now, the traditional one is dressing professionally for the role. And that is when you go into an executive role, you go into a corporate setting, you want to be dressed up and you want to set that professional example. Remember, you only get three seconds for somebody to judge you when you walk into the room and you want it to be the right the right setting from the get-go. Now, this goes in a different direction. If you are looking for an artistic career, you're looking to go for bartending, you might want to dress for the lingo of those roles. So there's a ton of artistic roles that I often encourage people to say, hey, okay, maybe professional is not the way I would go. But what I would recommend is that you dress for the style of the role that you're trying to achieve. So music, you're going to have a particular flair, particular style, acting, what is the role that you're going for. So you want to make sure that you are you're dressed for the particular role that you're going for and you have an understanding of what that looks like, who you're interviewing with, and what that organization style is. All right. One of the next things that I wanted to talk about is really getting prepared and encompassing the STAR method. And I think later down I'm going to actually do an episode on this. But the STAR method is really a way for interviewers to behavior interview. So the behavior interview questions, you want to be able to have all of that mapped out and have an idea. So let's deep dive this. What is the STAR method? So the STAR method is situation, task, action, result. So situation, what is the occurrence or the circumstance uh, gave rise to an issue or a problem? What is the duty or the responsibility that was assigned to you? What's the actions that you took? And what's the result? 
So long story short, just it is a story. It's a story about you. You're the main character. What happened? What's the setting? What's the climax? And what's the final result? Or and or what's the conclusion? And you want to make sure that you have all of that together. And you have really good answers to behavioral interview questions. And then obviously you want to make sure at the end of an interview that you always send a thank you or follow-up letter thanking them for their time. And that's just common courtesy that you want to have when you are interviewing uh, and you want to make sure you have a very good follow-up. So the second part of the podcast episode that I wanted to do today is really kind of explore some of the specific but more common interview uh, questions that are asked and some of the explanation and the answers that are recommended um, when going into an interview. So the number one that I get asked about is, tell me about yourself. And when answering the question, it's really essential to provide a brief overview of your professional background and highlight your relevant skills that tie yourself to the role. What are the background? What's the buildup? What's the experience that you've had? And you want to take time to avoid any type of personal details going off on a tangent. You want to practice that. Uh, from the get-go. What I recommend also on top of that is making sure that you do it kind of from your previous, your current role or your last role and working your way backwards. And sometimes even recently, what I recommend is really understanding like, and let's give a good example. I'm in distribution. That is my forte. That's my specialization. I often stop after the distribution part because it is a good about 10 to 12 years. Now, when it comes to interrelaying other areas, I may bring up human resources, I may bring up retail, but if I'm looking for the specialization role, I concentrate my story on the area that I'm trying to interview for. So um, a good example that I have, and I have it in my blog post as well, and you can go and see that at jenniferfellon.co, um, when I, what I have here for my example that I thought is pretty good and I typed out is, hey, I'm a recent graduate with a degree in marketing and two years of experience at a top advertising agency. I enjoy staying up to date on industry trends and learning new marketing strategies in my free time. I'm excited to apply my skills and experience to this new role and make a meaningful contribution to the team. So again, outside of my scope, but it's something that I wanted to give out there to say, hey, you want to kind of talk a little bit further. So if you want to deep dive that even one step more, what you will do is you'll basically go into a story on each job and the positive aspects on the job. All right, the next one that I have, again, so we're going to tie this part back into researching the company history, which was our basic part before we go to an interview. And then one of the number one questions is, why do you want to work for this company? And when answering this question, you A, want to make sure you understand the company, because the worst thing that you can do is, is say flat out, 
Well, I saw it on Indeed, so I just hit apply and didn't really look too much into it. When somebody can give a story and a background to the company that they want to join and why they want to join it, it holds a lot more weight. I guess the best way to describe this that I would have is everybody wants to feel special or important. An organization, a representative from an organization wants to feel important. They want their organization to feel important to the candidate because it shows that there is a genuine interest in the company. That person may stay a lot longer. So let's give the example. I want to work in the company because I'm impressed by both the mission and the values. And my skill set and my experiences align very well with the company goals and the company culture. Very solid. If when I hear that, I often will ask a little bit deeper questions, but that's a strong start off to answer that question. All right. So then one of the next top areas that I want to go into is what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? So this is something that you should have pre-planned. You want to write out and be honest on what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Your strengths, you want to align it and make sure that you're on point with the role, what the role entails, your skill set, your high skill sets are what they're mostly looking for. But then when you have weaknesses, you want to make sure that you have a identified route of what you've been working on with the weakness and what you're doing to continue to drive it forward. Now, I've gotten in interviews and some of the feedback I get is I don't have any weaknesses. Done deal. All right, we're done. I wouldn't take anybody that has that answer. And you wouldn't believe how common that answer is. To tell somebody that you don't have any weaknesses really shies away that you are not self-aware and you're not willing to take or work on feedback. So let's discuss. If you have a weakness, and let me give a good example. Um, one of mine that I talk about is, okay, you know, when I was a younger manager earlier in my career, probably wasn't the best at communication. A little bit strong, probably not fully self-aware, and everybody goes through that. But what I did is I targeted and I walked through the journey that I took to get better at that and I identified it out and then I say, hey, listen, here's where I'm at with it. I always think that there's room for improvement, but it's something that I've seen an improvement on the skill over time. All right, the next area that I wanna talk about on interviewing questions is what challenges have you faced in your career and how do you overcome them? So this is generic, but it's often a really good behavioral question because what they'll do is you're going to get asked specific questions that relate to this and you're going to need to have examples of problems that have come up what you were uh, what was your part in it and what you did and what the result was so again this is a very good way to to look up different behavioral questions as a manager or a person in a role that you are showing leadership, that you have different situations that you've accounted behaviorally. And what this does is it gives an interviewer an idea of who and how you're going to act 
when it comes to behavior. Now, what I can tell you is doing interviewing for a very long time for management. When I go into interview questions, I'm looking to see on multiple questions, are they consistent? Are they telling a very similar action played story? Because one person I interviewed, I did actually find that they really just sat in the office <laughs> most of the time. And that's why behavior questions get asked is because you can really weed out who is and who isn't going to be successful and how they navigate through employee relations. And this ties back to a company in the area of saying, okay, are they going to be a good fit for us or are they not? And then finally, the last one that I wanted to touch base in this episode is, again, do you have any questions for me? Now, even if you've read everything and everything is posted online, that's a great segue for you just to ask questions. And sometimes the questions uh, generally should always be about benefits. What's the benefits? And I always like to ask, what is the package? What are the additional things? And I always ask the culture. When looking for a job, money is a factor that you should consider, but it shouldn't be the only factor. And you want to ask questions on different programs that the company has to make sure that you're sustaining yourself long term. The other thing that you want to get out of this is you want to sometimes, I like to ask questions to build up the company. What What's your culture? Give me a little bit more scenarios. What do you do for your people? What is your vision for your associates and leadership? Just things that show that you're engaged with the role and what you're looking for. And it creates a good back and forth. It also shows the recruiter that you're starting to be invested and that you're interested genuinely in the role. But again, you want to prepare. You don't want to sound robotic and you want to make sure that it does appear that there is a two-way side on the interview. Um, okay, so those are the main things that I wanted to cover. But again, I think when you go into an interview, you want to be prepared. You want to have everything aligned for when you go in. So that way you feel comfortable and not only that, you feel confident inside the interview. So thanks for spending some time with me today on this podcast episode. Um, if you are interested in daily educational content, you can visit either my Facebook page or you can visit my Instagram page where I release a ton of different content and education centered around the pillars of career strategy, leadership, team engagement, entrepreneurship, and much more. You're also welcome to visit my website, which I host a whole lot of other different things, a lot more content, and a lot more blog posts. And you can find the inspiration for this podcast on my website under Ace Your Next Interview, top interview questions, and best practices. And you can also find some really concrete answers to some of the questions that I covered with examples there for you. All right. Thanks again for stopping by. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care.